finished with TV. Uh-uh. No way. We are not finished with TV. Why Watch That has way more time to talk about TV than we'd like. What? No, we don't have enough time to talk about TV. Maybe like. it's both. <laughs> or both, because the amount of TV that... I'm not going to say that I watched specifically, but I will say the amount of television that the critic consumes is actually should be a, a, an art. <laughs> there should be there should yeah. be a whole class on it. <laughs> I'm gonna teach. I'm gonna teach it. You should. You should. <laughs> Listen, we're gonna go through some of these shows. We haven't talked about many of them, and some we have. We'll revisit. Let's start with Netflix's new Le Mans. Yes, it's a new miniseries on Netflix, and to be honest with you, I don't know much about it, so. Critic, please tell us a little bit of, bit of what's going on in that brain of yours. Oh, well, you know, this is in France. Ooh, I, I could see that. Yeah, so Lamont in French means the mantis, as in praying mantis. Uh-oh, uh-oh. So you know you're in a thriller with a killer. Mm-hmm. And a serial killer at that. Or sequence killer, as we learned from Mindhunter. Now. Oh, gross. <laughs> what's happened is... The Mantis, okay, I'll say this in English now, everybody, yes, this is in French, you do have to go through the subtitles, please, I will say, and then we'll move forward back into the review, please, do not ever in life go through uh, any kind of English dubbing for Netflix property, I'll say it again, don't ever go into those English dubbings. It's horrible. Every single time. <laughs> Don't do it. It's much better just to read the subtitles. Okay? If you can read that fast. Yes. I'm telling you. Now, in a moment. So the mantis is locked up. It is a woman. Oh, a, a female serial killer. Huh? That's right. And she's been locked up for over 20 years, I believe. She has a son who's grown now. Uh, so what they did to protect him is changed his identity and he claims that his mother died in a plane crash. So no one knows that she has a son. No one knows that he's the son and the son is a detective. Ew. Now what's happened is there are, there's a copycat on the loose going back through the Mantis's killings. They want to stop this person and the son is roped in because the mantis says i will only help you if my son is the one i'm communicating with so the question is why does she want to do that because the son wants nothing to do with her no of course not now he has his own form of a family growing here and all kinds of things happening that are at threat because i don't even know if it's his wife or his his uh fiance i can't remember but she's nosy and we know what happens to nosy people in these situations so i will say watch lamont if you like thrillers it is a mini series as the ref said so it's not a lot that you have to watch and it is interesting enough those wrinkles are there enough that it's gonna work if this is your thing plus it's from the french and they just get to work oh and then boy. have a smoke Let's go to The Magicians. <laughs> this is its third season. It's on Sci-Fi. I'm not sure if y'all are checking this out or not, but Sci-Fi seems to like it and keeps renewing it. Where are we with season three? Oh, boy. I mean, I will say 
The Magicians every season gets more complex. So it becomes more and more the show that I want it to be, hmm. especially after reading the first in the book series that it's based on. So now it's all kinds of things going on, different portals. Uh, and what's happened this season is they've lost magic. They've lost how to do magic? How to Literally, control. the magical energy that powers the spells is gone. Ooh. And not just in our universe. So the magical realms, there's a problem. Now, there are certain magical entities that still have it, like the, the fairies still have it. And the gods will still have it. I yes. don't know what you're talking about. Well, look, if, <laughs> hey, we just got to let it be what it is. <laughs> yes. But the actual magicians, mm -hmm. they can't do their works. Except for one person who has a spark of it. Why? Now, they have to go on this quest to try to rescue magic. Okay, so that's what this season is about. And I mean, we have in one storyline, just for instance, Two of the characters live the rest of their lifespan. Get married, have kids, all of that trying to solve a puzzle in order to get further in the quest. They die. But then they're brought back. Oh. In a different oh. universe, in a different... So, it, you know, they're really making things nice and complex, which is what this show should be. So I'm enjoying it at the moment. I really am. I'm liking where they're going and I look forward to even more. It is on sci-fi, we know what that means. Okay, there you yes, go. Yes, there it is. Amazon has a new show out. It's called Philip K. Dick's Electric Dreams. <laughs> 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 I don't, I really don't know much about this one either. Uh, I usually like to keep up with Am what Amazon is doing because they're, they're putting out some good stuff, but I do not know. So please inform me and the listeners of who Philip K. Dick is and what are his electric dreams. <laughs> well, Philip K. Dick is uh, a sci-fi writer, one of the most influential in history. Um, so, you know, oh. that's one thing to think about. Yeah, like the man in the high castle, that's him. Uh, and and all other kinds of things, yeah. Uh, so Minority Report is based on one of his stories. Blade Runner. The Adjustment Bureau. I mean, just... Okay, all right. Yeah. Now I feel stupid. Go. No, no, no. You shouldn't. <laughs> I mean, who, who would know this unless you actually read this stuff? And this is old stuff, you know. Now, yeah. this is an anthology series, so it's 10 episodes. Each deals with one of his stories. Now, the thing about it is this. If you're interested in science fiction television, the great thing about this show is if you don't like an episode, you can skip it. It has nothing to do with the next. So, like the Black Mirror. Yes. So you can go through and pick what you like. Maybe it's the casting decision in the episode. You know, that could be it. Where you go, okay, oh, they have Brian Cranston in one of these episodes? Let me see what that's about. Uh, and now, for me, some of it, the, like the first episode was very familiar. Too familiar. Seen it before. But then it starts turning into something very interesting. And Brian Cranston, by the way, plays a character that you will not expect him to play. Mm. Not a good guy. So, you know, that's what it is. This is really for all of the dreamers out there, all the people who love science fiction and just want to see different parts of it that, yeah, it's going to be familiar, but every now and then you get a little surprise. So that's Philip K. Dick's Electric Dream. It smells like Black Mirror, but you know, the essence of it, mm. the, the structure. 
Um, moving on to Babylon Berlin, which is on Netflix. Yeah. This is in its first season. We don't know that much about it. I think I've seen some advertising here and there. What did you think? So this is another one. You have to read the subtitles, everybody. It comes to us from Germany. And it's set uh, from 1929 to 1934 in Germany. Okay. Period piece. Absolutely. And and we know what period. (laughs) Yes, we do. And we have this police inspector who's brought from one part of Germany to another in order to investigate something particular. And it looks like he's involved in a cover-up. Now, this is not a sinister guy. So the question is, why is he involved? And there is his partner now at this new locale, who's suspicious too. Now he is an old dog with all kinds of tricks. So you gotta watch out for him. (laughs) Now we also have a female character who's living in an apartment with her whole family. And I mean whole. Siblings and siblings, uh, husbands and mothers and all kinds of people, uncles. So they're struggling with the money and she tries to get as much money as she can by working for the cops, okay? Now, remember, this is women in around the 30s. So what could she be doing? So that kind of thing and doing some other stuff that I won't tell you about, okay? Don't tell it. There you go with that. So the question is, how do these two characters come together They do because she has ambitions to do more than just be somebody's secretary. Okay. So Babylon quotes. (laughs) Well, yeah, we could take the quotes up literally. (laughs) So Babylon Berlin, this is for people who want a period piece with a twist because the way they present it, it's, it's nothing like Mozart in the jungle, but kinda where you don't quite know what they're about to do next. And uh, one of the creators is Tom Tykwer, who is responsible for Run Lola Run and Perfume, the story of a murderer, Cloud Atlas. Oh, oh geez, whoa. Yeah, okay, Cloud Atlas. Right. So now you, you know he's not just gonna do something straightforward. And so does it all work? No, no. but it certainly is interesting. There you go, Babylon AP Bio is mm. on NBC. It's it, it just started. Uh, it's in its first season. It's in a lull right now because we know that NBC is hosting the Winter Olympics. Mm-hmm. So, therefore, there aren't um, episodes flowing right now. We, we have to wait till it comes back in March. But I think you want to talk about it. <laughs> now, what happened on February 1st, they uh, gave us a little sneak preview of the first episode. Again, as the ref said, it'll come back on March 1st. Uh, but they did online release three, the first three episodes. So Smart. the trust, yeah, so the trusty critic went through for all of you. Now, what happens is there's a Harvard philosophy uh, professor, former, who gets fired Mm-mm. and he has to go back to Toledo, Ohio. And while there, he's working as an AP bio teacher. There you go with the title. But he doesn't want to teach them biology at all. He doesn't want to teach. Instead, he needs to finish his book 
so he can get back to the business of being a celebrated figure in philosophy. So these are <laughs> AP bio children, remember? They want to learn. So that's the clash. There's a I teacher that AP bio. You took AP bio? <laughs> so I you did. know what kind of student we're dealing with. So these are students who are not happy with him not teaching yeah. them. And again, there's the clash. Now I will say this. Watching AP Bio, the premise just ran out. It did. It runs out really quickly. Because how many times are you going to do what he doesn't want to teach them? They want him to teach them. They try to come up with schemes to get him to do it or get him yeah. fired. Like, it, it, so they're going to have to grow this out even more. Um, I won't be watching, though. So that's up to you. Okay. <laughs> here and now is finally here and now on HBO. Oh this is in its, it's a new show. It's in its first season. I have to tell you when I was watching the, the trailer to this, it was, it smelled like this is us. I don't know why. <laughs> not, not this is us as in mm. the, the hallmark of this is us, but the concept of these children being adopted and not all of them are adopted, but from various parts of the world. And I'm just, I don't know if this is an Angelina Brad thing or what, like we're just adopting kids. Is there a spin <laughs> to it? Please tell us what in the world is going on with here for now. Well, it comes to us from Alan Ball. Now, look, that's American Beauty. That's six feet under. That's true blood. So you know that this is not going to be straightforward. Now, what we have is, yes, we have this family. Uh, the mother and father are played by Holly Hunter and Tim Robbins. Mm -hmm. They have adopted three children, all from different backgrounds. Okay. So one is from um, Liberia. One is from, uh, I believe, Korea or Vietnam. I can't remember which one. And the other is from Colombia. And they also have their own biological child who's the youngest. So it's four children six people total in the first episode uh the second one is premiering tonight so in the first yeah. episode As we baby. see yeah mm -hmm. we see that tim robbins character who is this philosophy professor oh my <laughs> gosh what are we doing <laughs> and he's living off of this book he wrote decades ago you know and he really loves the adulation of his students etc well his 60th birthday is here and they're throwing a party holly hunter his wife uh, she uh, was a, a therapist, right? She's given that up. And there are reasons why that's a part of her character that's used. Okay. So at this party, Tim Robbins, it seems like he's having a midlife crisis. Is he faithful to his wife? If not, no. why? You know, but why? Small. You know, what's going on there? How is he unfaithful? So all of that starts to come to the fore. Now, for the adopted kids, two of them... One played by Jerrica Hinton, who was uh, just in Grey's Anatomy. So she left Grey's Anatomy for this. And uh, the other played by Raymond Lee. They are the non-white kids, okay? So they have their own bond with that. And, and it's nice the way that Alan Ball set their relationship up. Uh, you know, they're very accomplished, but they have their own quirks as well, okay? These are not goody two-shoes. Mm -hmm. And then we have who they consider as, you know, just the prized son from Colombia. You know, he looks white. The parents, they say why they believe he was the favorite son. So he can get away with murder, essentially. 
and uh, he falls in love with someone. And that's a part of this. So I won't tell you who and how that happens. And then the youngest daughter, their biological child, she's like 17. And we know what that means. We know what's on the mind. Now, all of this plays out in typical Alan Ball fashion. You get comments on sexuality, on age, on race, on gender, on religion, on uh, politics, all of that's in it, as we would expect from him. Uh, but I will say that he does have a way of doing it without completely beating you over the head with it. It's there, but it's not quite all the way there. Yeah. Um, so that's what we get here. And I will say there is a supernatural element in this show because it's Alan Ball. Of course. So there's something going on. This is not, this is us. <laughs> and, and no, no, I know, no yeah, yeah, I know, yeah, yeah. but it's just the whole mystery behind how exactly. it's connected. And oh. Yeah, this is not, let's get my blanket and be with the family. It's not that. No. <laughs> okay. Not even close. So the question is, what is going on? Because there's something going on with the Columbia Sun. Something going on with numbers and energy. And we see that come true to fruition at the end of this, which I don't know what's gonna happen to the family as a result, okay? There are gonna be some things that are unearthed about the family probably and other things. So that is the hook and that is here and now. Let's move on to DC's Legends of Tomorrow. That's on CW. This Mm. is season three. Mm. People like, this is the superhero um, answer to this is <laughs> this is this is uh, DC Comics' answer to the Defenders, basically. Yeah. Uh, so we're yeah. here, season three. Do we want to even continue? I don't know. You are. <laughs> What's well, that comic answer to it, right? So here and it, and financial and well, yeah, like, oh, yeah, that. yeah. But I'm just tone wise. You know, this is comedy, and and you know, just being silly. Mm-hmm. Now, they've returned in season three uh, this past week, and they've returned uh, pulling some stuff that happened in Arrow. So if you don't watch Arrow, you don't know what it is, and it doesn't matter, because I don't watch Arrow. Yeah, okay. Now, along the way, John Constantine shows up again. Yes, we know he has this connection with the underworld and demons, and we have no. a demon storyline. Oh, no. So no, we have no, demons. No. We have demonic possession. Yes, the ref's favorite topic. Oh, but it's in the Legends of Tomorrow vein. <sighs> so they do a bit of time travel. The demon locks them in a specific timeline. They can't get out. So the question is, can they? So that's where we are. <laughs> and of course, they get out. And uh, we also have Damien Dark, one of the main villains who's dead. Is he coming back? So this is another one of these shows we're playing around with timelines. They are time travelers. That's what this is about. And look, if you liked it before, I don't see why you wouldn't continue to like it. This is not a show to think too much about. It, you just let it watch you almost. Oh, gosh. Well, what you don't do when you watch this show is to let it watch you. You better have your thinking cap on. We're talking about Sundance's Homeland. Like, you're not sitting Showtime. Back. I'm sorry. What did I say? Sunday. Show doesn't See, I'm already. See, I'm misrectified. That's what it is. I yes. Want, yeah. I want everything to be rectified. Why don't they rectify, rectify, oh resurrect, rectify? But we're talking about <laughs> Showtime's 
homeland. Yeah. And it is, this is it. This is, we have come to a culmination. We're here. Uh, are we going to land this plane carefully or are we just going to crash and burn? Well, yeah, this is the penultimate season, which is what the ref's getting at. So second to last season, everybody. And where we are is we have a new president. The president is a female. And she's a female who is out of control. She, there was this assassination attempt at the end of the last season. And she has rounded up all kinds of people, whether they were involved or not. And they are imprisoned. <laughs> And oh. she's out for blood. So Carrie, the main character here, played by Claire Danes, she's trying to stop her. Saul Berenson, okay, played by Mandy Patinkin. I love Mandy. He's in prison. Oh! <laughs> yes, he's one of the people in prison. Now, the chief of staff of the president, and the president's played by Elizabeth Marvel, by the way, the chief of staff of the president comes to him in prison and says, look, can you, like, we can get you out of prison if you can come and be the NSA director? <laughs> uh, now, just tell me what you want in return. Now, what he wants is, of course, too much. Yes. Now, the other thing is we know that Carrie has mental illness, so do people believe her or do they just think that she's off her meds? This is mm. always the case. Let me just tell all you characters in the show, previous, current, and to come. Carrie is always right. Like, this is, she's always right. It doesn't matter whether she's having a manic episode or whatever's going on. She is always right. So we are watching almost a parallel universe to the one we're in now. It is not the same, but the implications of what's going on, of what's going on here is very similar. Oh boy! So if you want more of what you see on Twitter and <laughs> your Instagram feed, <laughs> but see, it's not quite the same. Like you no, got, no, yeah. I got enough of it. Yeah, I get, yeah. I get it, I get it. Okay, <laughs> guess what? We're what? both excited about this because we we're gonna uh -oh. we're gonna end this podcast. Uh -oh. Not the podcast. We're gonna end this episode. Rather. This is the last. Episode. This is it. We're throwing it out. <laughs> Good luck to all of you. Good luck. <laughs> <laughs> we are going to revisit a very good friend. I feel like this friend mm -hmm. yeah. is one of those friends that come in town to get you to do stuff that you wouldn't normally do. <laughs> this friend is like so crazy that you're just like, oh my gosh, I love you, but then you're really wackadoodle. I'm talking about that <laughs> you are. It's just, isn't it that friend, that friend can, that can get you to do stuff and you're kind of like, why am I, why are we friends again? And then you just realize, I, because I love you, you're you're endearing to me. I'm talking about none other than Amazon's Mozart in the Jungle. Wow, <laughs> man. We both got a chance to uh, have this friend come visit us. Yes. <laughs> Spent time with the friend. And this particular visit, I think we both can concur was a sweet visit. We enjoyed it very much. Oh my goodness. What a breath of fresh air. Fresh now. Korean air. <laughs> was it Korean? Now, Japanese. No, Japan, Japan, yeah. Japan, Japan. <laughs> now look, season four. Mo let me just say this. Mozart in the Jungle works best when you don't quite know why it's working. 
It's light on its feet. They have flits of fancy. You don't know who's showing up, <laughs> dead, alive, who knows from the future. You just have no idea. It's the embodiment of music itself. Yeah, it is. That is when the show is at its best. And I think for the overwhelming majority of season four, that's what we got. It reminded me again of why I was so excited about the show in season one. I was gonna say that it definitely had the excitement of season one and also the uh, the uh, fancy yeah. of season one. The exactly. And you'll know by the people, particularly dead and some new characters that <laughs> flutter in and out. <laughs> yes, yes. Michael Emerson. Now look. Yes. <laughs> so, Here's the thing. We are now with Highlight or Haley. We're recently back from Italy. There you go. And and that Italian fiasco. <laughs> <laughs> see how I did that? Is now over. Yes. Rodrigo play, played by Gael Garcia Bernal. Uh, yeah, yeah. And Highlight. Haley. They are an item. They're a couple. Like for real. And they kind of discover it together. <laughs> so he's staying over at her place. She has roommates. <laughs> and this is this is this is little bits of things that are inspired by the book. Mm-hmm. So he's there. He's moving in. He's still the conductor of the New York Symphony. I mean, hey, <laughs> okay. And All they're right. getting good reviews. Bernadette Peters' character is very happy, but she is fighting with her flame played by Uh-oh. Malcolm McDowell. Who's unsettled in this season, isn't he? He, he is. He wants something new. He musically. is, yeah, he's at the point in his life where he goes, look, you all look at me as this emeritus guy, this old dude. No, I'm still in the game. Uh-oh. So he and Gloria are fighting each other for music. Loggerheads. <laughs> yeah, for musicians, all kinds of stuff, and that's great. And we also have Highlight, or Haley, she's be- transitioning from being an oboist to a conductor. Which we saw a little bit in season three, but this time she's publicly doing that in a competitive way, we see. There you go. And that's where Japan comes in. It comes in with that storyline. And also, the symphony needs an investor because they have a little vermin problem. <laughs> uh, yeah, and you it heard disturbs that. the highest order. <laughs> <laughs> so it's they need some money for all sorts of things. So there is a Japanese investor played Who's by the new a new landlord. Who's the new there landlord? You go. Mm-hmm. Played by a veteran of heroes. Yes. Who comes in, but he has his own things that he wants to go down if you want to get his money. <laughs> there you go. And it may change music forever. <laughs> As he says, forever, forever. immortal. <laughs> <laughs> so along the way, and I'll end it here, we know that Rodrigo is visited by ghosts of composers, most notably Mozart. Mozart. But he loses his muse. Uh-oh. But he does get a replacement briefly, and I just want to say <laughs> that that was hilarious. Yeah. Also, Highlight Haley. She has her own. Front. Yeah. And we saw that in previous seasons. She is visited as well. Yeah. So the question is, with all this craziness, can this core relationship survive? What is it going to be? That's always the question season after season. Where are they going, Rodrigo and Haley? What's the cost? What's the cost? That's right. Especially 
uh, when it comes to Haley's career, not yeah. Rodrigo's. Mm -hmm. So it, this season to me, again, was very successful. Toward the end, it did lose some of its way. But I am excited, Ref, to see what happens next season because it ends where you expect it to. Mm -hmm. And then you go, oh, okay, where are we going next? So there you go. Oh, my goodness. Yeah, it, and it's a, it's easy breezy, 30 minutes yeah. uh, each episode, Complete 10 binge. episodes. Go, go, go. Listen, we're not finished with TV, but we are for this episode. Oh. If you want to check out any of those shows, you can go to our website. We have an outline for you. And you can go back and you can dig through or you can start afresh. The point is, there's plenty of TV going around for 